Hello, and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and I am happy that you decided to tune in to this episode. As you know, my podcast is all about introducing you to the amazing people that God has brought into my life, and today is absolutely no exception. Uh, actually, to be really honest with you, I'm a little intimidated <laughs> with this person who's joining me today because, you know, you meet people in your life who are deep theologians, and you're like, oh my gosh. Uh, I feel like Ned in the first reader when it comes to the Word of God. So, and, and my guest today is kind of one of those people in my life. But I'm thrilled that God has always brought people into my life with a lot of wisdom. So today I want you to meet uh, my friend, um, my husband's mentor, Dr. Garnet Pike. Well, it's great to be here with you, Melissa, and bless you for all that you're doing. Yeah. It's amazing. You're the first uh, doctor that I've ever had on my podcast. And so where's your doctorate from? Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. All right. And your doctorate is in? It's in uh, church history. Church history. So he... Slash re- theology. He, he is... He's tr- when I say he's a theologian, he's truly a theologian. I'm sure that he has forgotten... You've forgotten more about the word than I'll ever know. <laughs> and, uh, and I love that. I love that you're willing to share your gift with so many people. Well, thank you very much, and it's an honor to do that, and it's great to be with you. I commend you and Steve for what you're doing in your Bridge Builders ministry. Uh-huh. Bless you. Well, thank you. So, how did you come to know Christ? Well, basically, I was adopted into a Christian family home in Ontario, Canada. Uh-huh. They ran a home for unwed mothers, and uh, of course, back in those days, when a young lady got pregnant, they would flee their common area and went to a strange place, had their child and then either took them back into the family or turned them over to the state agency or t- turned them loose for adoption. I was one that was turned over for adoption along with my brother. My mother and father ran this home as a ministry, a Christian place where young ladies could come and go and thank God many of them were touched by the gospel as they shared the gospel with them. So I just grew up in that environment and I was blessed to be adopted in that home. Wow. I've been chosen twice. been chosen by God and then chosen by John and Helen Pike. That is awesome. And so you have your brother, at, did she, your mother gave birth to both of you at that home? Or how did that no, work? No, uh, my brother had a different mother. Uh-huh. But my mother and father, my adopted parents said, you know, we prayed for God to show us which ones to adopt. I was adopted first. I'm older than my brother. Uh-huh. And they prayed further and s- selected my younger brother. Unfortunately, he was struck down with cancer about 10 years ago, and uh, but uh, I've been blessed with good health. Awesome. Well, that is, do you mind if I ask how old, ask you to tell the people how old you are? I happen to be 70 years, I'm four, three score and 10, plus 10, <laughs> 80 plus 2. 82. And, and I tell you, um, it's a beautiful thing, because I, I never think about you being that old when we, when we hang out together. No, and, that's true. Yeah. You have really good health, and you, you go and do a lot of things. And, uh, and so what, when did you know that you were called to the ministry? Well, I just basically, right in that environment, knew that, you know, they took me in church three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, youth meeting and uh-huh. prayer meetings. And so I grew up in that environment and just fell in love with the Lord and <clears throat> came to the realization, you know, that finally I just wanted to study His Word and... Uh, so I didn't really know I was going to end up being a professor, mm-hmm. but that's what happened. I went through various stages and came to various levels, asked the Lord, what do you want me to do next? Just seem to keep going or redirected. 
all my friends said, you're not going to make any money being a preacher, but, but uh, I couldn't get away from it, so I just continued and finally even had no idea I would get a doctor's degree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, none of my, no one in my family had ever gone to that level before. Right. Had uncles and aunts that I had an uncle that had was a professor, but I had no idea. And God just led me along. He leads his dear children along, and as you trust the Holy Spirit, He puts you in the place where He wants you to be, and that's what basically happened in my life. That's awesome. So, were your parents spirit filled from the time you were born? Yes, they were Pentecostal. They attended the uh, Assemblies of God Church up there in Ontario, Canada, and we saw. Basically, because it was a church that really was alive in the spirit, I saw that at a very early age. And from that early environment and early demonstration, and I just pushed along within me, God, I want that. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, I didn't understand it all, but I wanted that. Right. And so I just had a hunger from that early age to get more of the spirit. And the spirit has led me through my vocational choices and in my vocation, led me in my marriage. And just am still leading on the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me. There's more to come. The best is yet to come. Absolutely. You know, I think when you when you talk about, for people who are younger than us and yeah. uh, and, and people who are younger than you even, for, for you to say this, the best of my life is still ahead of me. I, don't you think, do you feel that way? Oh, yes. Yes, it's not over until it's over, and I'm not through yet, and God's not through with me. And I was talking to a man who's 90-some years old today, and he's saying, I'm still excited about what God has for me. Uh-huh. And basically, when you know you're moving along with God, you know he's got something ahead that's better than what you leave behind. So praise God for that. I have this time as a retirement that I can really get into and study the Word and some of the things that, Basically, my administrative assignments kept me from, but now I can do it, and I'm really enjoying my life. So do you have, uh, if I said, you know, who are two people that have taught you, that you've read or have followed uh, in your in your walk with learning the Word that had the biggest impact on you? Who would those two people be? I guess the first one would be John Swales, who went to, <clears throat> when I went to a Bible school in Georgia. He was a man who memorized the Word and uh, just went there <clears throat> as a, first and second year college student and mm-hmm. uh, saw him and Taya pull out his New Testament and sit there and just memorize the word and had the word he could stand up and he can quote the whole book of Revelation for instance wow and, and just that type of mind and type of that mindset I said man I want to I never got to that level but right. I really wanted to know the word better and so he was major one and and then another one that's really influenced me, and of course there's a lot of Pentecostal and charismatic leaders that have influenced me, but in thinking about this interview here, one who really touched my life was John Wimber. Okay. I don't know if you knew him, and he taught signs and wonders and miracles, and basically he was a guy that just, you didn't put on any front. He was just like that, uh, outside the pulpit, and I had a chance to visit with him, even invited him down to speak at the college where I served and ministered, and so someone asked him one day, you know, what do you do to get ready to do these signs and wonders conferences? He said, oh, I don't know. I just drink me a Diet Coke. <laughs> and so I just like that natural approach to right. the things of God. And that, that's me. I just want to take it naturally, you know, get super spiritual and change my voice and <clears throat> get religious. I just want to be natural. 
That's awesome. Supernaturally natural. That's right. Because I think the, the supernatural life is should be our natural life that we yes. live every day. And so uh, you're, you, how old were you when you got married? You married to Francis, who's one of my mentors. Francis and I got married. I was 26 at that time. She's few years younger <laughs> and so um, and you guys have been pastors and you've worked at colleges right. and and I know Frances Frances is a powerful woman thank and, you and, and she I and and she I always laugh and say her her ear is like an inch and a half from away from God's mouth and <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that description before. <laughs> if, if, I feel like if God is talking, Francis knows exactly what he's saying. And um, and I love that about her. But it is, uh, and it's when I knowing both of you, you're you're more the reserved uh, part of the, of the relationship and she's maybe the more vocal part of the relationship. Is that accurate? Would you say it's an accurate description? Yeah, it's very true. I think, you know, God puts opposites together. <laughs> Right. And, of course, uh, I'm more of a word person. Anytime I get a word from the Lord, usually it comes from the scriptures. Right. She's more of a verbal person, oral person, so she doesn't have to have that. She can get it orally or visually mm -hmm. <clears throat> as a visionary, but I can't. And so we just balance one another out at that point in time. We have less warfare that way. Yeah, that's good. So um, tell me if you could only pick one verse of the Bible to have with you as as a life verse or whatever. Would, do you have something like that? I have, I have several, but one I pick and sort of share with, but as I look back, it's probably my life story. Uh, I set my, Psalm 84, I set my heart on pilgrimage. Uh, you know, I raised in a denomination, I could have get locked into, you know, their teachings and thank God for their teachings, thank sure. God for the heritage. But I just continually set my heart on pilgrimage, and that's how God led me to my professional uh, position and also uh, my educational process. That's how God led me to leave Canada, go to Bible school, led me in a relationship and marriage. And so I just, the pilgrimage is not over. Right. <clears throat> and even when they put me in the ground, I'm going to have a new pilgrimage. But right. You know, I just exciting to be with God and hear His Word through His Word every day. Just know God's speaking to you. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, and just think the Creator and Maker of heaven and earth speaks to you, you individually and me. Yeah, individually. And it, you know what's funny? Because I, for some reason, and I don't know if my if my church just didn't teach this or whatever, but I never, I was an adult before I ever realized that God would actually speak to me and I could hear him speak to me. Even though it's in his word, the Bible says we're the sheep of his pasture, we hear his voice. I, I didn't ever understand that until I was in my early 20s. And, and to have, to grow up with a whole life of recognizing that the creator of the universe would speak to you is really something that I wish everybody had the opportunity to yeah. believe and embrace and experience. Um, how would you share that with someone who maybe this is the first time they've ever heard that the Lord speaks to you? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I, I think quite often uh, God speaks to you and you're not aware of it. Mm -hmm. I remember Oral Roberts was on a program in Chicago one time and the, the uh, interviewer was trying to make fun of, you know, God, you mean God speaks to you? God told you to build a city of faith? Right. And he turned to the interviewer, I forget his name right now, and he said, well, God's been speaking to you, but you just haven't been listening. <laughs> well, he immediately changed the subject. Right. And the fact that you're saved, God spoke to you, 
and drew you through his love and mm -hmm. he speaks in various ways. It may not be in an audible voice or maybe circumstantial or other ways, but God is drawing you to himself and the sheep know his voice as you have indicated. Right. Well, I don't know what this is, but I just know God's drawing me. And so and don't limit the Lord, the Lord above speaking to you in a vocal, audible way, but uh, various ways he can communicate with us. So what are a couple of those ways? And I, I always tell people who say God's not speaking to me. I, my first question is, are you reading the Bible? Because I think that's the primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. Oh, I agree with you on that. And a lot of Christians, though, don't even read the Word. Right. Some preachers don't. See, about 6% of the preachers read the Word six minutes a day. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but whatever, yes, God, this is God's love letter to us. Right. And in that love letter, you know, he just tells you what you need. And if you just ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, who is the great teacher, he's going to teach you what he wants you to hear as you just listen to him and read the word. A lot of times we just read the word, we just plunge into it. I gotta read five chapters today and then get to work. Right. Uh, you don't ask the Holy Spirit to help you to read it or help you to bring it to your remembrance, help you to recall it when you're in a situation. He says, put you, put me in remembrance of my word. Well, what word has God given you? Okay, God, I need that word now. What right. was it? And you just speak it out and just declare it and makes it alive or a real <clears throat> weapon of warfare against the enemy or if you're under attack or assurance if you need assurance or healing if you need healing, whatever you're facing. No matter what situation you find yourself in, God has given you a word to handle that situation. Right. Uh, I don't think God takes us to situations that he's not prepared us for. We just haven't always recognized the preparation that went into that place to get us to the place where we are. Right on. So you have a book. You've written a book. My husband and I actually just finished reading his book. Uh, it's a practice that we have. We read a book together. Wonderful. Um, one of us reads and the other one listens and we talk about it and, and we just take turns reading and we do, you know, we do that for a, few, a little while every day. And so we just finished your book and your book is called? Receiving the Promise of the Father. Right. How to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so if maybe you're listening, we have people who are listening to this don't, that don't understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can you give me a two or three minute, just a little blurb about your book? I mean, they can always get your book and read it and we'll give them the way to do that. Uh, the link to his book will be in the show notes. But uh, what do you want them to learn from your book? Basically, I, I raised up a tradition, you know, where they had no teaching on the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I went to the college, you know, I carried that over and I was not having very much success in leading people to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit spoke to me, quote, <laughs> and said, why don't you take them through the scriptures the same way you do when you want to lead people through salvation? Right. And I sort of said, duh, that's a good idea, God. <laughs> why I didn't did. I think of that? <laughs> and so that's where the book, how it got generated in my spirit. Uh -huh. And so basically in that book I show show and point out that Jesus was saved and born by the Spirit. Right. Then he was baptized by the Spirit at the River Jordan by uh -huh. John the Baptist. Then he said to his disciples in John the uh, 20th chapter, he breathed on them the first day of the resurrection and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he tells them, that's not enough, boys. You need to go to Jerusalem and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so thirdly, then 
like you and me, we got to be born of the Spirit, right. saved first, right. and after we're saved with the Spirit, just like Jesus told his disciples, that's not enough. That's not enough for us. Right. So we got to go on and be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we can receive that gift because it is a gift. You're worthy for it. You don't have to earn it. You just receive it as a gift. And the Bible says when you receive it and are baptized, you shall begin to speak with tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Right. And the key word there is speak. You don't have to get weird, wild, woolly, or anything else. <laughs> you just need to begin to speak like you speak to me in English and speak to one another in English. Right. And I believe that when we understand that, then it becomes a natural outflow of our life in the Spirit. So we can pray in the Spirit, sing in the Spirit, speak in the Spirit, talk to God in the Spirit, under a breath anyway. Just... It's an opening up of a brand new vista of opportunity in life that, that God has for us. That's awesome. And, um, and, I, and I think, you know, that is a really good synopsis of his book for sure. But I want to encourage you, even if you say, well, I've been, you know, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit and I've had a prayer language for years and years and years, I, which I have uh, for probably almost 25 years. Um, but reading your book, just there were just some points in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that is really good uh, language for sharing this with someone else. And, and some, and some of it was just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize it was that, you know? And so we learned a lot as we read the book. And so I highly recommend that you get his book and um, you are the co-founder of Spirit Life Ministries. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Well, Spirit Life Ministries was a ministry that Francis and I started. Uh, Basically, we were doing a lot of traveling and teaching at that time. We are even going overseas. And so we had to start a 5013C as a result of that and just <clears throat> channeled everything through that. It just helped us in that area. But we also knew that, you know, there'd come a time when, you know, we'd retire and so we'd continue our ministry in that format. And so God blessed us in that area and we thank God for it. And then came to the time, you know, we decided we don't enjoy the uh, travel as much as right. we did. And so we have a wonderful son-in-law, uh, Matt Bennett, who, along with Janice, our, our daughter and son-in-law, and so we just turned it over to them. And Matt has spent many years in ministry in uh, missions and really is a trained missiologist, which I was not, but right. I just loved to go and you know, teach. That was my gift. And um, so I just, at the point, Francis and I just agreed we're going to turn it over to Matt and just let them carry it on. And so we're blessed to have that in the family, still continuing. And we're going to have some groups up here at the Abbey coming under Matt's influence and teach them and love them and bless them. And thank God for the wonderful opportunity. Absolutely. Okay, so I just want to, uh, first of all, thanks for hanging out with me. And I want to wind this down with uh, just some... Um, <coughs> Fun questions. These are just, you don't think about them. You just answer, answer whatever comes to your head. And uh, there's, they're not deep and theological. They're not even spiritual. They're just for fun. So what is a movie that you watch over and over that you love? <coughs> Basically, uh, Secretariat. <laughs> Secretariat. All right. That's one I have. I've actually watched that. It's a really good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, are you coffee or tea? Coffee. Black or cream and sugar? Black. All right. And what is your favorite time of the day? Early in the morning. Why is that? I like to get up and get into the Word and have a quiet time for an hour or so. Uh-huh. And then 
go to appointments. I think that's I, I think that I'm that's me too. Like, Six o'clock on. Yeah, don't be interrupting my my time with Jesus. You know, yeah. uh, my family kind of knows they don't even get out. They didn't even get out of bed till you know seven o'clock because I I had to have my time with the Lord. Yeah. And so if you could leave us with one piece of wisdom that you think, hey, if you know this one thing, it's going to help you a lot in life, what would that be? Basically, I come to the conclusion that you cannot live the Christian life. Only the Spirit of God can live it through you. Right. And you've got to learn to rely on the Spirit of God to move into the fullness that God has for you, to see the fulfillment of the Word in your life, and to see you then walk out the destiny that God has already prepared for you. And that's all by the Spirit. If we try it by our own flesh, the Bible says it profits nothing. Right. We'll miss it and we'll get diverted. But if we stay in step with the Spirit, as a son and daughter of God, the Bible says we're going to be led by the Spirit. Trust that verse and nothing else. And right. He's going to lead you into the great life He's planned for you before the foundations of the world. All right. Do you still do speaking engagements? Yes. How would they get a hold of you if somebody said, like, I've listened to this podcast and I need to know Dr. Pike? How would they get a hold of you? Well, they can contact Spirit Life Ministries, the website. And do you have that website address? www.spiritlifeministries.org. Spiritlifemin.org. Spiritlifemin.org, and I'll put that in the in the show notes too, so they can reach you there. They could make donations to your ministry there that would help you guys share the gospel around the world, right? Because um, that's a, that's an important thing, and they can if maybe God will speak to one of somebody, several of them, to fund your fund your ministry as well, you, you bring the gospel around the world. And if they want to buy your book, they can also buy it at Spiritlifemen.org, right? Right, or. Even on Amazon. Uh, oh, you're, he's on Amazon. So if you want to get it there, you can do that too. But uh, if they buy it directly from you, I think you get more of the you get more money, right? Well, it goes all back to the ministry. Right. That's what I mean. Your ministry yeah. makes more money that way. So uh, thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, again, don't forget to. Um, do something right now. Just hit that subscribe button on your podcast app and uh, make sure that you get all of our episodes in your feed. Uh, don't forget to go to iTunes and uh, give us a five-star rating. And if you're really generous, write a review so other people can find us. And thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks for hanging out with Dr. Pike. I'm so blessed to have him as in my life. And now you guys are blessed to have him in your life too. But until I meet again, remember, he doesn't waste a thing. <laughs>